How was it, Henry? It was delightful, thank you. How was your day? My day? Yeah, it's great. We had a good one. Oh, is this? Are we in? Apparently, well, I mean, like, I mean, Miley's been recording for the last four minutes. So. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, of course, we're in. I mean, you're in. I mean, you're in. I mean, you're a good neck. Yeah, you know I mean, Anna. You're in. Yeah, you're in. You, you found something. Well, yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This <laughs> uh, is this is this is the We uh, this this is now a this is now a Lee Parryless pod. He's not been seen in, in these parts in, in many moons, many moons, maybe yeah, a, maybe a moon yeah. and a half, probably. Two blue moons. Two blue, two blue moons. He's missed two blue moons. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. And uh, look, it, and uh, since since you last heard from us, there's a lot been going on. Um, the ones have had a game rained off last week at Shepherd's Bush and top of the table clashed against Bronzesbury and we did have it was it was a side it was a side that we cobbled together a, a real side and and uh, I've got I've got two of the protagonists from the day with me uh, I have Milo Wilkin and Nick Taylor Milo you're a bowling all-rounder these days <laughs> I'm barely even the all-rounder it's it's straight up bowler uh, talk us through the beginning of that game you were pretty involved straight off the bat as a fielder and then you were you were both actually needed as bowlers for the first time in Middlesex Premier League history. Talk us through the, just the madhouse that was the first half an hour of, of this game. So we've won the toss with bowling. They're one of their best players just chips one to cover third ball. Who was at cover? I was at cover. I haven't fielded in a Good competitive player. game of cricket since 2019. Nervous? It was an underarm. It was the, the easiest catch in the history. It, there was six or seven seconds to think, you cannot drop this catch. My perspective on the rope, so, suddenly, like, oh, wicket in the first set. Come on, Scotty, opening the bowling again. Have, like, this is, this is age-old Scott Enson vibes, wicket in the first set. It used to happen the whole time. And suddenly, they've taken a, a suicidal second with you turning, turning out, out, uh, out away from the pavilion um, towards the banner, throw over the stumps, run out, and they're bloody two for two or whatever it was. Yeah, and then someone else nicked off. So they were four for three. That was two two in a row. Yeah. yeah, four for three, and then Bobby goes down injured, and now we are, we're, you we're, could, you we're, could, yeah, we were absolutely, we saw we saw at the same time as there's one beep. Three front three front line three yeah. not fr- three front line bowlers, and then we have to get twenty overs out of three people that have never bowled in the league before. Tiki, at some stage in that innings, were you like, <laughs> I hope it comes out good today? <laughs> no, I was actually praying that we didn't, lo- they didn't lose any more wickets so I could have a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Because there was, there was a stage at 52 for six where we decided to roll the dice yeah. and we're going to bowl all overs. And I was like, if they're 60 all out and we're playing football by 3pm and I haven't bowled, having mm. got my bowling boots out of Oliver... We've we've done, gone through all the warm ups. That would have been a great result. But you needed to prove that it was easy, and you, and you did go on to do that. But bef- but before then, there was then another another twenty minutes of like madhouse cricket where they were scoring at about five five and a half and over, and, and we would and Christian they came on and bowled really really well. Got two lbws, one just before some rain. Yeah. We went off for twenty minutes, reset. And we're like lads, we're here right now. We're, they're they're fifty for six. Maybe we'll go flat. Maybe it'll get tough, but let's just stay up. And then suddenly, an 120-run partnership. It was a chance. Was it 120? Yeah, they put on 120 without even looking like not getting 120. Harge, Harge came on, did his absolute best. Uh, unfortunately, overstepped once. One, one down the leg side that went for five wides. Tough, tough. 
Tiki followed him. Milo, we even even spoke to you about the fact that when Bobby went down, you were bowling in the fourth over of the game. Yes. You had to bowl, what, five balls that over? I bowled five balls that over. And it didn't go well. (laughs) No. No, it didn't. I I was watching the YouTube stream and suddenly went, why the... This was before the Hendu. I was just checking in the score, like, like to make sure what's going on, you know, looking after the boys. And I went, why is M. Wilkin bowling? He doesn't bowl. What's going on? And then saw your first over went for what, 20 odd? No, no, nine. 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 Two fours and a wide. But, but, but also, Mungo, you weren't supposed to be playing today. Yeah, oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Can you yeah. talk the listeners around? I'm, I am 100% certain you and I had a conversation on Thursday night where you said, look, I wish I could, but I'll just be on the sidelines. Yeah, on I, was, I was concerned about doing all the fielding and running around because the, the bowling itself was fine. Like, literally at the crease, no problem with my hip flexor. And running between the wickets, I was like, ah, if Nick can do it without a hamstring, I can probably do it without a hip flexor. <laughs> um, and it was just about all the running around and the, and the, and the end-to-end, what's I have to go chase a ball? So Bobby goes down in the fourth over and I have to field for 45 overs. And I was like, well, yeah. now I'm done. The only thing that I am going to do is the one thing I was nervous about. <laughs> yeah. I might as well have been buddy bowling. It is absolutely And, and as soon as we went down to three bowlers, and I felt pretty good, I... This is an absolute disgrace. I'm now not bowling in yeah. this game of cricket. Like, yeah. would, I mean, even the umpire said it to me. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Would uh, you have been allowed to bowl? No, Having no, no. not been on the team no, sheet. No. If Bobby got concussed, I'd have been allowed to bowl. Yeah. But unfortunately, all he did was do a bloody calf. So. I know him that badly. Yeah, not him that bad. He was he's still, he's still hobbling around. Yeah. Fine. Mano, we have to talk about your eight-over spell. You came on to bowl in, in the third, about, about the 28th, 29th over. Later, 29th yeah. over. Yeah, 29th, 30, yeah. And you bowled eight on the trot. I don't know what your figures are, but I reckon you went at less than five and over. Two for 37. Two for 37 off, off eight. Nine, nine. Off nine. 8.5. 8.5, 2 for 37. That's like, that's genuinely really good. And one went, the second last one for six. So that's really The number 11, yeah, eight for six. Yeah. First ever Middlesex League polls. Where does this sort of rank, knowing that if you had bowled badly today, we'd lost? Where does this rank in terms of your like Ealing performances? Is this Is this something that's in like a second top bracket because like you've won lots of games before and you've won um, numerous you've won numerous mm. leagues whatever where is this sitting in the, in uh, the interesting question it's when, when you get a hundred not out you, it's kind of on your shoulders and you're kind of like I've kind of won that game there's only two batters and whatever when you bowl there's like yeah I understand what you're saying we'd have been in real trouble if you hadn't gone at five you're at eight um so it's hard to just judge. I don't know how to judge it. But equally, I came in being like, I don't let anyone down. And I was really worried no, about letting people down. Just don't try too much. If you were to take that into your batting, <laughs> would you do better? Would you do worse? Better. Better? Better. You, you got a straight ball early on. Yeah, they're the worst. They are the worst. Straight balls are, ba- straight balls are rubbish any time. Yeah. Early. And it was straight, straight. It was straight, straight. Yeah, it was, it was straight, uh, straight. It was, it was the pads in front of the stumps. It was the pads in front of the stumps. Well, you faced two it. balls. One was illegitimate. One was wide. So the scorecard, I think, says north off one. Which I... I north off two, you mean? Because it was wide. No, it definitely says north off one. Yeah. It's, 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 oh. I, che- I checked it Yeah, that is north off one. Mate. I got a send-off. Yeah. I was like, that's new. Don't up and get that. Luckily, <laughs> I mean, you had Nick Taylor at the other end. Luckily, Nick Taylor at the other end. Tiki. Milo's missed a straight ball. Shaw's easy. It was a lovely partnership between you two, wasn't it? I went to the loo to do a number two pretty soon after Milo got out. Yeah. 
and after I dropped the kids off I came out and we were 24 for one off two overs I was like what, <laughs> what have I missed where, where did they all come from um, but it was a very important partnership in the context of the game in fact both of your significant partnerships both those partnerships were very measured you with your hammy did you approach it any different today knowing that you weren't able to like take off for one fast or anything not really to be honest I think before I started batting, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like go harder. And then everyone's like, oh, you just bat normally because I only have 210 or something. So we don't need to do anything silly. So I just thought, yeah, I'll just bat, bat normally. If it's there, hit it. If, if not, then play Block a good it. ball on its merits and then try and run a couple of twos and just take it easy. You got the slowest three of all time today. I mean, you ended up with, with, with 80, 80 of the finest runs. And by the time you were out, we were in such a such a comprehensive position at 100, 150 for two. You're, you're you're seeing them with. I mean, they're looking like footballs at the moment. Surely, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, there's some arrogance in you coming off the field and saying, "What about that one through mid wicket off Fernando?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that was 20 minutes after the game when you said, "Oh, you've been, you hit him well." Yeah, yeah, I queued yeah. you up. But look, you still, you still had to smack it down. And that was me, me and Mum were watching that shot. That we were like, that is that was insane. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I mean, with no it's, effort, it disappeared to the right. I was trying to just get a one. It was a crazy yeah. shot. To be fair, stick. I was groundsman here yesterday, and I did mow the field and mm, roll the wicket. So. Yeah. And then suddenly, in, in typical fashion, it went from being we need three and a half and over, two down to. We actually still need to get these runs and we're now three down and four down and five down and Bobby's coming in next and we're six down and he needs a runner. Oh my god, Bobby and Milo are coming out to bat. We still need fifteen runs. Like they've they've got some good spinners are bowling well. Milo walking out as a runner, you ever done that before? I have done it. I could, I must have done it a few times. I don't remember doing it, but it's always pandemonium. From both sides, so you're lucky you had Scott at the other end. Scott, more sensible heads. Yeah. He's level head. Yeah, I've never done it in a situation where I'm like, we need to get these runs. And fortunately, Bobby is just the calmest man. If I could have picked two people to be there, <laughs> I'd have picked Scott Edson and I'd have picked Bobby Gamble. Yeah, the boys got over the line. We are one point off the top in third place. Bronsbury got a couple of losing bonus points. North Mids lost today as well. We are. One point off the top of the league with three games to go. There are five or six teams within one win's worth away. If anyone goes three from three, I think they win the league. I think. I agree. If one of the two teams above us goes three from three, you just say fair play. It's been a rain-affected league. We've done our best. What a day. We move forwards, onwards, upwards, hopefully. North Mids and Brom, they play each other next week. So if we oh, win... That'd be nice. Oh, tie would be tie would be good. So if we if we win next week, we will be in second place guaranteed, and then hopefully we, we take it down. So to Twickenham away we go. Nick, Milo, thank you so much. Pleasure, boys. Thank well you. done today in your respective your respective strongest traits. Thank you. You're thank welcome. Cabsy, it's all quite tough to know really, really what to say now with with the twos. Um, apart from like, it was another thriller and. There were some great performances again from players, and if you go to the start of the day and you say we're going to have Glass is going to bowl like a dream, and Bavnish is going to take three wickets, and Jotty's going to get seventy odd, and Glenn's going to get forty, you'd say those are performances worthy of probably winning us the game. Mm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I think the reality is uh, we had some like twenty for four, and at that stage we were like we could bowl them out for one sixty. I think the problem that we had, and there's no slight on the people that bowled, 
we probably didn't have a fifth bowler. Um, Addy and Jotty both bowled and they both did as well as they could, but they're not out and out bowlers. So they, not having an out and out fifth bowler probably cost, it, cost us. Again, no slight on them. They did as well as they, well as they absolutely could. Um, realistically, we probably shouldn't be in that game at the end of it. Like we were 10 runs away from winning it. We probably shouldn't be in that, that, in that stage. Jotty batted unbelievably to get us to almost winning that game. They are a much better side than us and we were nearly there. But ultimately, probably the result that probably should happen, they're, 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 they're a better side. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if, you, if you lose enough games, you should go down. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, and I don't, and I don't count this game. There's, there has been, uh, I think, there's two types of games that we've played. There are games where we've lost, where we've been close to winning, and those are the games I want to be in because you're, you've got a chance of winning it. And that's, that's where you want to be. If you've got a chance of winning it, on another day you win that game. And then there have been games where we've been completely outplayed and we've played terribly, right? So Stanmore away, where we bowled them out for 160, couldn't, couldn't knock them off. Um, there was another game, I think here, where we bowled them out for 160, couldn't knock them off. Those are the games where you look at that and go, you don't deserve to stay in the league. I think to an extent, you've had so many close games this year. You are also unlucky because all it takes is for you to be two, three percent better in a close game, and suddenly you kickstart confidence into a side. And it's so hard to win when you're when you're on a streak of not winning, and it, and it has now been what like ten or ten or eleven weeks or so. And who knows what what will happen the next few weeks? And you aren't the twos aren't relegated yet. It, you need some very specific mm. results, <laughs> but. It's tough knowing that, like, winning a game that you shouldn't have won, let yeah. alone winning one that you should have won, but winning a game that you shouldn't have won and how that will have affected the, the just, just the psyche of the side. And when you come in at 150 for eight, and 70 runs is a lot of runs. Mm. And you haven't been flush on runs with the bat, but you've, you've been hitting quite a lot of balls this year. You've not been not hitting balls. When, when, when did you start to really believe? So when I went out to bat, I, and this is probably bad on me, I didn't think we were going to win that game. When I went out to bat, and... You said it all before this year. Yeah, and I, and I, my only job was, for me, I was like, well, I'll take one, I'll get Jotty on strike. And Jotty, when I joined him, suddenly f***ed into Basball, and he just started to lacing fours. And suddenly we were like, well, we need to run a ball now. Yeah. Suddenly he's got us back into this. I'll continue doing what I'm doing. I'll get him on strike. And if there's a bad ball, I'll put it away. But otherwise, my job is to put him on strike. When I first got out there, I was like, there's no chance of us winning this game. And then suddenly he had a really great two or three overs. And I was like, we should win this game. My problem is when we bowl, as soon as someone gets past 160, I'm worried. And I shouldn't be that way. I genuinely shouldn't be that way. But as soon as they got to 160, I was like, probably got enough here. They've probably, they've probably got enough and I and I don't want to be that way it's just that we haven't been able to string we, we're, we're not very good at chasing um, and to be honest, we're not very good at setting a, setting a total look the guy's psyche is still to fight right we don't want to we said this at the beginning of the game if we're gonna go down we want to go down with a fight we don't want to go down with a whimper right if I'm gonna go down I want to go down 
swinging. And I think we did, right? I think we did. We it's a game that we probably shouldn't have won. Um, it's a game that we nearly won, but we went down swinging. That's that's the main thing. But if we win three games out of three, and we've got to play Ostley, who are um, one above us, that's the old classic 20-pointer, we could still survive. We could still survive. And the guys continue has to continue to think that way. Yeah. You can't go into that game going, well, we're, we're relegated anyway. What's, what's the point? Okay. Yeah. And I don't, and I didn't see that today at all. Well, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn and Jotty must have batted for, oh. for for a while together. Brilliantly, they batted brilliantly. Honestly, they and what I want to see more of is more of those sorts of partnerships in, in our batting lineup. They batted really well. Glenn's batted really well all season this year. Um, we obviously haven't had Jotty for many games, but when he has played, he's batted really well, and that just shows you if you put your if you put your mind to it and you have a plan. You can score runs on this pitch. It's, and I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't know what the silver bullet is. Is it training more? Is it having a plan more? I don't know what it is. But we need to find the answer. We do need to find the answer in the last three games. Yeah. And and, and not only that, but like at some stage, whatever happens in these three games, you need it by next year. Whatever happens, whichever league you're in, mm. because the team the team is too talented. It's not have a very very good go at coming straight back up yeah much too talented especially when you when you think that there are guys that you probably haven't got the value of their talent this year who you'd think that on another year your owed runs for next year guys that have had tough years so and that that, that that's all to come that that'll be that'll be stuff for the winter and, and it's funny how like this the season suddenly you blink and there are only three weeks left in, in, in a season like this with, with so much rain um, it can be quite hard when you only get together once on a Thursday and let's be honest like it's not everyone there on a Thursday it's not that you can have a team meeting on a Thursday and say just get a, get your team together and ha have a chat it's Saturday to Saturday everyone's weeks are busy so it can be quite hard to change the momentum without yeah. Without some, without it just going right on the day because you just don't get that opportunity. No, they always say it's too short. They always say winning is a habit, as is losing. Yeah. And unfortunately, at the moment, we're in the losing is a habit. Yeah. Um, I think we, as a club, and I'm talking more of the twos. Obviously, the ones are challenged for the league, only a couple of points away from 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 being top. I think the twos have um, suffered from not having an out and out coach in training. We don't play spin very well. As soon as anyone's bowling slightly slow, whether they're good or bad, we, we, we kind of fold. There's only probably a couple of guys who really play spin well, who sweep or they use their feet, and those two things that you have to do to be able to play spin. And we don't have... You have, to, you, have to, you have to be able to do one. You don't, you yes. don't need to do both, but like, you need to have something. Yeah, so if you... If you, you can't just sit there. Yeah, and I, and I don't play spin well. I'm not a batter, but I don't play spin well. And I know if I don't put that bad ball away from the spinner, then I'm suddenly going, well, I haven't put that bad ball away. I'm going to have to now wait for the next over that he bowls to be able to score runs. And unfortunately, some of the guys might try and take a shot on that they probably don't need to take on because they're now, they, they, haven't, they haven't put that bad ball away. I think if we had a, an out-and-out -out coach, that could improve. You know, the, how, the, the plan to how you play spin and how you rotate the strike would improve. We haven't had that. And it is what it is, right? The guys have to find that way themselves to be able to get to that point. I mean, the club has struggled, yeah. has struggled a little bit for bowlers this year. 
Uh, the availability of the bowlers has been a little worse, I think, this year than, than, it, than it was last year. Um, uh, w this this is a conversation that could go until the cows yeah, come yeah. home, isn't it? Like, really, we could we could go around in circles about yeah. the the myriad of reasons why it hasn't quite worked out. Yeah. Realistically, it's not enough runs and not not enough wickets yeah, yeah. from enough people. Yeah. Um, that said, it is not over till it's over. Yeah. Corfton Road next week. Yeah. You just you just never know. It's a side that you it's a side that sets up a batting unit that I think sets up better for for the short for the shorter format. Maybe. Uh, no, <laughs> well, well, maybe. The, the issue, I don't know. Am I just saying that? Yeah, I, don't know. Well, I, I haven't given that any thought whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just batting, it's just bowling, it's insane well. bloody sport, isn't it? The issue that we have with, with the short format is that in the long format, Glass would bowl 24. Well, I did. You would happily bowl yeah. 24 overs from yeah. one end all day. Yeah. In the long format, we have to find the fifth bowler, which we struggle with today. Yeah. That is more the issue now. My worry is, if we get relegated, I think it's easier to stay in the league than it is to get promoted in the league. Um, oh, so you think it's harder to come top of any league? Yes. Than it is to come yeah, in the yeah. I, yeah. Like my, my so worry is it's that it's harder to win it than it is yeah, to, yeah. to finish somewhere in the middle. Is it? My, my, my worry is, if you, but, but my worry coming, is coming first is, no, no, is easier. But I'm saying things, if, you, but, if you go if you get if you go down a division, some people turn around and go, "Well, you're too good. You should just bounce straight back up." Yeah. It doesn't necessarily work not, like it's that. Not as it, as it never. It, it very rarely works like that. You know, you look at someone like Richmond, who were top for a while, but they're not top anymore, right? They should come bounce back up, but they might not. Um, and it, club cricket is one of those things. It's not like Premier League football, right, where you can just go buy a player that cyclical. you need. It's very right? cyclical. You hope that you retain the players that you have and that you bring in players, attract players that will help you come back up. You yeah. might not. That is that is my worry. I genuinely hope we don't go down at all, and we don't have to have this conversation. That's good of you. But <laughs> but if we do, it, it will require a lot of players, a lot of dedication to really get you back up and really. Good. Because the longer that you stay in the division below, the less that people are going to want to be keen to arrive as like yeah. fringe first team players, yeah, which yeah. are realistically the guys that you want to be playing every week for the twos. Yeah. If you're not in the top division, the gap in standings higher. So anyway, do you, do you know what blows my mind today? is where we were playing there are four cricket clubs around there yeah. Hornsey, North Mid, uh, North London, Crouch End all literally back to back in that area and they probably all have three to five teams each there are an immense amount of cricketers in one area whereas we are probably on our own other than Brentham in like West London how, how do we not attract more great cricket club cricketers i don't understand how how that works how are they attracting great cricketers in one area where we're in west london and we don't do that i don't understand what i don't understand what's happened there i genuinely don't i i i have not given this much thought but i am not totally sure that that is how it would all pan out in what sense because there's, the population density is very similar so if there is a surely if there's a greater demand for cricketers in like a certain area but why would there be why would there be why, why would north why would that area attract so many players that there well, is well, an exactly, influx well, of players. Well, that, exactly, I, I, don't, I don't think that would be the case. So the demand is probably similar. The fact that we 
have such a great pull on this side of London is one of the reasons why our cult system is so strong. Because we are the only big cult setup this side of this side of London. So we get lots of really good cults cricketers. I think more you could levy an argument at have we managed to continue the pipeline of cults cricketers yeah. through to the senior setup that we did in in our pump and and, and maybe maybe that isn't the case. Cabs, I mean, we, we, I, as I said, that like we we could talk about things that aren't quite right in the, in the twos and um, and in the senior setup and, until the until the cows came home and, and got up and came home again. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much for talking to us this evening. Well, this morning, really, as it is now. Yeah, I mean, so we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've done our best to have a good evening. Um, and we just, we, we, we pray on next week, and you just never know. And you never know. Bloody hell, it would be a story. Got to keep fighting. There's plenty of stories like that, where you've st you stayed up when you shouldn't have stayed up. So you've got to keep believing, keep fighting, and you never know. If you go down, though, you're retiring again, or...? <laughs> Well, the way the, uh, the the housing market is at the moment, I will probably be here next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Cheers, Kazzy. Thank you, Bungo. And then you left I early, left... Mungo. Yeah, yeah, because I had you a game. You made a like... rookie error. No, I, I had a three-day game starting the next day. I had to go, I had to I... go and bowl my three overs. I, left... I went home at 1am and was not here for most of the bad decisions. Mungo, I got you. Nini asked me, how does this iPod thing work? So I was like, so 1 to 43, uh, all the black is nothing. Then you got the blue, and she goes, what's this orange one, number 18? I was like, that's a checkoff. And she looked at me and she went, love, that's yours. So I was like, no, 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 I'll be fine. Next minute, I see Kat laughing with Christian. Tammy's song comes on, number 18. Double checkoff, check thank oh, you very much. No. Josie. Was well, that was your song? Josie. Right. I was like, uh, normally it's um, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Yeah. I was like, oh no, but this is a cracker. What about Free Falling? Yeah, but you said Free Falling. I was like, nah, we don't change it up a bit. Woo! We're really good to go. I was I'd, like, I'd back like... on the train. Back on the train. I was like, let's go. Let's I'd... at 4.30. I'd like and to then point we out, won the league the next day. Then we won the league the next day. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Tammy actually plays better when she was hungover. So it was important for her to have had 20 Tam-Tams because otherwise we would have lost the league. And who who were you playing? Well, you no, 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 lost, because you, 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 you were many, many points clear. We were 54 points clear at the top of the we league. Had to win, we had to win this game. So going into our last game, how many, points you, how many points do you get for a win? 20. 20. Oh. We needed, as our captain worked out, we needed a grand total of six points to win the league. But we said that we would like to just win our last two games and take the 40 points and take the win. So we did. Well, I, I say we won our last two games. We've got one to go. But we took the 20 points and took the win. And, and we are now, be a hard game. We are now very much very clear of the top of the league. And we've won it. So League champions. Absolutely. League champion. What's the division called? It's the Sheila Sorry. Hill League. The Sheila Hill, Sheila Hill champion. How, how did you go in this in this league title winning? Performance? 
I started out very well, thank you, Mungo. I came in at five. I was yeah. very happy. I'd done a net on the Friday before, hit some balls against the machine, was feeling really, really good. And, you know, I've had a bit of a pad rash season, I have to admit, because we've had three very strong top performers. I usually come in at four, but I've had a pad rash season where for at least two and a half hours per game, I've sat there fully kitted up and not had to go in. Could happen to anybody. Exactly, exactly. And so I was fully prepared for this. I was sat on the balcony. We've only had one other game here at Corfton road so I was very ready to just sit on the balcony enjoy myself and then had to go in I was like okay you know what I've been on the bowling machine I've got this and I played a lovely drive to four I think yeah. it was it was beautiful a very impressed four, four. drive four four yeah. thank you Tammy very impressed with myself and then I decided to create play a cross bat shot don't ask me why I've no idea dangerous what, very dangerous what did, what did Tam Tam say <laughs> Uh, Tam Tam said we need to stay in this and we're going to win this and, and get onto your front foot get onto my front foot did I do that? absolutely not because why would I listen to Tammy? can um, I take a guess? sure did you get one of those pesky straight balls? I very much got a straight ball and played a, a wicket. played a cross bat shot and heard the death rattle of the stumps going behind me and I genuinely think that it is the worst way to get out as a bowler is to be bold because yeah. you hear the bales go and you go oh and as uh, one of the barflies said to me, I have an excellent way of swearing when I get out because I think the word went off four times in my head and I was not impressed with myself as I went up to but the look, it's a team room. game, isn't it? So like, the, fact, the fact that you got four, does that compare to, to winning a league? Uh, excuse me, Mongo, I actually got six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very Thank sorry you. about that. Sorry, Kat. Please, sorry, I mean, Kat. I, I'm, uh, I'm Mungo, Mungo, six, six or four. Mungo, you understand Sunday runs. Yeah. And my six were a very important Sunday six. Uh, sorry, Kat, I'm, I'm sorry about that. No one should ever be ch chastised. Two runs that... I know the value of two cricket runs, <laughs> especially on a Sunday. Those exactly. Are, it can be the difference between life and death. So exactly. I like to Although think... all of us were dying. <laughs> oh my God. On Sunday. The, the number of people that were asleep, hungover... We were yeah, the social the night social before. the night before. It was um, an interesting mix of players, but yes, look, we have to say we did win the league. We are at least fifty points clear with one game left, and we had a fabulous time. And what's next? What's next for the girls? What What does next season now bring? What's the league? Uh, well, I we're hoping we stay in the same league and absolutely dominate it. What I would like to say is we have now been presented with our caps, which I don't know if That's anybody so cool. else thinks is important but we think is very of important of course it's important our, our baggy greens our baggy greens is a massive recognition of everybody that's debuted performed to the first 11 I'll, I'll put this out here uh, spoken to the wifey um, not my cricket wifey <laughs> my actual wife um, so this will be my last season mm. I'm done after that after that, this uh, after, after, after Sunday I'm done no, Tam, you're not. 100%. You I'm, are not. I'm done. You are going to get the itch first season back and be like, nah, get no, me onto bowl, get me onto take I'll, I'll take a bowl. I, I said something, she, she looked at me and she was like, really? Like, you need to be competitive. Um, I I retired nine years before I got here, ago from outdoor cricket. Played indoor cricket, county and all that. Um, and you feel like, you feel I, like I, you're all yeah, pretty much Yeah, finish on the top. Just finish on the top. I'm done. I'd like to say, 
Tammy said to me when she first joined, no, 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 I'm not going to play. I'll just manage the team, whatever. I think it took her exactly four overs in our first game that she played to then turn around to the current captain and go, let me bowl. I'm in. I'm in. I've got this. I'm in. And she was itching to bowl. Genuinely, four overs before she was ready well, to Well, it's a testament to you, Tammy, as, as Lily very, very astutely has observed. You're a competitive person. You want I to am. be in the fight. You, you couldn't watch... You couldn't watch and play without wanting to be involved. I, and, I, I itch. And, uh, and, that, and that, that is probably why Kat is sceptical, because... So is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> says to me this morning, she was not a flying fly. But but, let, but, but who knows? Who knows? And, uh, and, and if it is no, your last game, uh, then how do, how do you expect to go out? Hungover? Uh, 100% hungover. Uh, it, if I may, if Tammy is not hungover, we are in trouble. Because Tammy <laughs> plays her best cricket when she is hungover. So we've got, if I may, our, our top three are Holly, our overseas, fantastic batter. We could not have done this season without her. She's performed extraordinarily well. Mm. Mia, our newest 18-year-old. She kicked off so well this season. She did very well, got her first 100, which is really big for her. So been a cult cool. here, been amazing. And then Tammy at three has just solidified those top three. And as I said earlier, Padrash for me has been excellent because I've just watched those three mm. absolutely slam it. And, and, and what better way to finish finish this uh, chaotic, um, <laughs> haphazard, touching, uh, celebratory Are you, you going to touch me? <laughs> Only if you ask nicely. I'll ask Ava's approval. <laughs> that sounds fair. Hi, mate. Um, bit of a weird one. I've just had a call from O's. Um, basically... At Popesfield, uh, like six caravans worth of gypsies have moved in. Um, and this is deadly serious. So they're on the far side of the ground, away, like the opposite side to the pavilion. Apparently, they've like parked outside the boundary, like all of their stuff set up outside the boundary. Um, I was just spoken to them. Apparently, they, they're only there, they're going to leave on Monday morning. Um, they said they just want like a weekend somewhere quiet. Um, so they, I mean, there's nothing the club can do really. Uh, so they, they're there and they're going to be there tomorrow. They've said like they'll stay very much out your way. Apparently, they seem like really nice people. Um, they'll stay very much out your way. They won't even come over. Like if you do get on, um, then yeah, just basically ignore them. Obviously, lock up the changing rooms when you go out the field and leave the keys with probably one of their guys. Well, maybe not one of their guys, but maybe just like keep the keys on you or something. I don't know. But yeah, just make sure everything's locked up when you go out to the field, etc. if you do get on. Um, and then, yeah, just basically just a heads up that that's gonna, they're going to be there. Um, yeah, sorry about that, mate. Right, boys, wrap your f listening gear around this. Um, we thought the gypsies being there was bad. This is arguably by far worse. Um, so they have now gone. They were served their eviction notes yesterday and they f***ed off. Um, they've left a complete mess on the far side, apparently, but Gareth and Nick are there cleaning it up now. Um... But more problematic is that somehow they've, like, moved the roller into, like, gully slash mid-on on the field. Um, and Gareth has no idea how they've done it because he can't move it with the machinery they have at Postfield. Um, like, he said they're going to need to get, like, proper lifting equipment. Like, it's just a dead weight to try and get it off the field, which they, we can't do before tomorrow morning. Um, so I'm going to have to speak to Christian slash the league and see whether we're allowed to play with a with a with a roller at gully. Um, if not, there's there's a genuine possibility that we're going to have to concede because that that's not fit to play because there's just no way to move it. What the f
to Keith. So you get the call on Thursday. The travellers haven't left. Yeah. You've got to go over and help out. Talk us through the scene that you found. <laughs> Firstly, it wasn't a call on... Well, I was going to be doing grounds and work um, on Friday. And I, I spoke to Gareth on Thursday. It's like, oh yeah, we'll go down to Pope's Shore. Like, the travellers should be gone. I was like, oh sweet, you're still a little bit mowing. Um, <laughs> should be fine. Uh, yeah, we get there about 10.30 and yeah, there was just shit everywhere. <laughs> like, Human feces everywhere. Uh, that was in bits. So we, when we get into the ground, it's just like, apparently they left five minutes before we got there. Something like that. So we get there, all we can see is just rubbish all over Popesfield, like, you know, litter, like the goalposts broken, the roller spray painted, full and white. Left, left at cover point. Left, nah, yeah. Oh, no, gully. Gully and white. <laughs> on. Um, so we get there, yeah, we just have a little, We Gareth just says, before we get into anything, you know, let's just have a little look around, you know, have a look around the ground and see what we're dealing with here. So yeah, very experienced from Gareth there. Um, and we, yeah, there was pretty much just rubbish everywhere. Uh, nappies, the kids like, you know, one of those Mercedes Benz, like kids car toys that they can, you can, yeah, run, yeah, that was they it, can like, run around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, there was spray paint all over the ground. There was a massive, uh, are you allowed to say penis on this podcast? Uh, we're we're going to make the rule now. What do you think? I think you can because it's well, for educational purposes. All right, then, yeah. Then, yeah. yeah, you can say penis on so this podcast. So there's a massive penis at Cow Corner, probably the size of a 20-metre <laughs> penis. <laughs> play with the travellers. <laughs> um, there was... They wrote, F off, we're not leaving here. You can't kick us out. Like, spray-painting that all around the square. There was a big uh, blob of paint on a length um, so yeah it wasn't looking great and then yeah obviously the roller was at gully um, yeah and it could be moved well yeah we, so we brought the car like the van over and tried to uh, drag it I was sitting in the, the roller and just thinking like could be catching anything here sitting on this seat um, <laughs> but I've got a question I did that yeah why so. couldn't because I've had this question asked to me. Why couldn't someone just put with engine not working? No keys. No, mate. They've clearly like opened up the engine and poured water on it or something like that. Like it couldn't work. Um, so we tried to do that, and then Gareth was like, "Well, we got to try and make this pitch playable for the third team tomorrow, because otherwise there'll be otherwise chance of relegation. Yeah, chance of relegation. Um, with minus points, it would have been relegation. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So we come back to the club." We get some rubbish picker-uppers. What do you call them? Rubbish picker-uppers. Yeah, rubbish picker-uppers. Um, we get 20 plastic bags, big plastic bags, and then we just get to work. So, we, you know, Gareth just gives me a pep talk. Come on, mate, like, you just got to switch on here for a couple of hours, head down, that sort of jazz. And get to Potesfield, straight on the picker-uppers, and just, yeah, rubbish in the bag. It was quite windy, so it didn't make it. <laughs> Great. You, when you, get, you get like you get a bit of rubbish and it flicks your leg and it wasn't ideal. The first section we did was behind the um, pavilion, pavilion, and there was yeah human feces around 
15 to 20 human feces dip on different little sections. So you'd be picking out rubbish and then nearly step on it and smell it. And yeah, it was awful. We got but a, a, a good way for you to prepare to score as yeah. he runs in yeah. a chase. Yeah. Very good. Well, sweet. Well done, mate. <laughs> oh, is that it? Huh? Or what, is there more? No, not really. <laughs> Just that I picked up rubbish for two hours, so I think it was a good omen. <laughs> I think it was a good omen. Like, do the right that thing. That is genuine they dirt. They reward you. That's genuine dirt. Yeah. Well done, mate. Cheers. Cheers. So, we're here with uh, Ned Russell and Mungo Russell. I uh, just want to ask, um, Mungo, how do you feel that your brothers here had uh, a couple of cop sandwiches... We had to uh, put him into his place because he was watching the England-Wales game. How do you feel about that? Look, mum would be upset. Mum would be upset. She, 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 she thought she raised him right, you know, and, and, and unfortunately he had to come back from the Masters and he's been at Oxford and, you know, he's, he's come back and suddenly a couple of meal deals all over the place. Ned, how do you respond? Sometimes you just got to forge your own path. So all I want to ask is, so you had the legend, apparently, Ned Russell from last season. Uh, you had rugby practice today? You played yeah, a bit of some, rugby? Yeah, some, some, some matches, actually, yeah. Four matches of 10 minutes each, half. So 18 minutes of rugby and Sounds uh, like some bull to me. It's a bit of tushies, eh? Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, you and I could have a talk about tushies. I mean, yeah, we should do. So, uh, Mr. Mungo. Oh my. All I want to ask is the girls come back on the hen, and only people they talk about is Mr. Is, is Ned Russell has big yeah. arms? Well, look, if, if, you, if you're going to spend a couple of years getting some big arms, you know, you have to at least get something for it because when you realize that they aren't that useful after a certain, after a certain point in time, you know, if. If a Hindu isn't going, oh, he's got big arms, then what are they for? The only reason I didn't go into the Hindu is because I don't really look good in a high heel and a black dress. But you do well in Bristol. <laughs> I do. I come back with a fractured cheekbone <laughs> and a blue eye. So let's just say um, good night. We've said hi to Ned Russell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our legend, Mungo. Uh, I'd like to just say one more thing. Who's the better looking one between the two? Oh, look, Ned, Ned's, all, Ned's all rigged up these days and it's put him in the conversation. Yeah. Um, we don't actually think about it in, the, in those terms. Uh, we think about it, Mungo has occupies more volume than I do, so he's the most voluminous brother. Voluminous? Yeah, voluminous. I am more voluminous. I, I have more mass, so I'm the most massive brother. And that's actually the only paradigm with which we view our, our brotherhood. Volu vo volumicity and massivity. Fair enough. So what we're saying is, we got a rugby player, we got a cricket player that pulls themselves together. And at the end of the day, you do you, be. You do you, be. You do you, uh, The Russell brothers are amazing and we love them. And they did their beer. The Ealing Cricketer.